This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Taz and the Moose with you here on this uh, Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention CBS. hotline fans. There you go. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Mike Pete across the way, bogus with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. Uh, we should be joined by DeMarcus Ware sometime this hour. Mm-hmm. Late, yes. The bottom half of this hour, uh, sometime between... Uh, 8.30 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. He should be with us in studio. So look forward to that conversation, Taz. Let's get this hour kicked off right. Here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Ezekiel Elliott deal is done. It no. is done. There you go. Six-year, $90 million extension. The deal includes $50 million guaranteed. Uh, so that um, that contract is is done. He's expected to be at practice today. Expected to suit up Sunday as the Cowboys entertain the Giants in their home and season opener to the 2019 campaign. Uh, but that long uh, drama is now over, Taz. And... Uh, there was a lot of heat over the weekend. Labor Day weekend did not happen. Then yesterday there were reports that he and his agent were flying back to Dallas from Cabo. That the deal was expected to be signed yesterday. Um, and the deal finally got done. Maybe the last hookup was the guaranteed money uh, where he gets $50 million guaranteed. And he surpasses the deal of $45 million guaranteed that was signed by Todd Gurley a couple years ago. Yep. So, uh, you know, listen, he got the deal he wanted, Zeke Elliott. And, and you know what? Congrats to him. You know what? It's just uh, he's the NFL's leading rusher last year. He's a great, great player. We've been talking about him a lot through our show. If you're just joining us now, you can check out the podcast of Taz and Moose every day for free at radio.com on the app or, or the website. Or go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast, mm. you can hear Taz and Moose. We do a three-hour show every day. You guys are busy. Sometimes you can't listen to the whole show live. So we talked a lot about Zeke Elliott Moose. And we went deep into it and talked a lot about Jerry Jones and some of his public leveraging and some of the stuff him and his son had said that, you know, like it's uh, Stephen Jones is saying, we're not going to go past, uh, do like a Todd Gurley type thing. Meanwhile, well, like you just said, Moose Gurley got $45 million guaranteed, and now Zeke Elliott's getting $50 million guaranteed with a $90 million extension. Uh, look, I don't fault the Cowboys or the Joneses. They had to do this. They wanted it. They want to win the Super Bowl. And this guy, Zeke Elliott, helps you win the Super Bowl. He's a, a tremendous player. He's a he, he makes your quarterback, Dak Prescott, that much better. You you had to do it. You had to get him. And um, hey, if you, you, know, you can't take it with you as the expression goes. And Jerry Jones, he's spending it. That's for sure. And he's not done spending because he's got Cooper coming up and Dak. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, and I, I think uh, the the Cowboys. Uh, if you're looking for a team that uh, or a side that that blinked, it was it was the Cowboys that blinked. Um, Elliott gets the contract that he's looking for. He sets the new uh, high bar in terms of guaranteed money for NFL running backs in a, in a contract extension surpassing Gurley's deal. He gets financial security long term. And the Cowboys, you know, also understand as much as they want to talk up Tony Pollard, Taz, they need Elliott on the field. As much as Jerry Jones tells you, well, we need him for the playoffs and we want a fresh Elliott during the tough and dog days of, of the NFL regular season. Nonsense. I mean, they they made sure and there seemed to be a rush or as some reported over the weekend, Taz, a quote-unquote urgency to get this deal done um, with Ezekiel Elliott. And... I'm sure, obviously, Elliot's happy. He's happy to be back in the fold. He's a football player. He wants to play. Uh, he wants to play football, and he gets rewarded for everything that he does. The other guy that's got to be happy, though, with all the pressure in the world on him, is Jason Garrett. Because uh, you know, point. there's a lot of people that look at Jason <laughs> Garrett yeah. as as this might be if they don't have a good year. This could be the final year of him as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean. Uh, the, that's an excellent point we didn't the, bring up. At yeah, the all. first right. guy that's got to be—he's uh, got to be the, maybe the third guy on the list. But yeah. if I'm Jason Garrett, I'm pumping my fist this morning that this deal is done, and I'm going to have number twenty-one on the field. Well, you're right because he—he he would be in the proverbial hot seat, and his name's been shattered for the past year or so with that. And if if the Cowboys didn't go deep into the NFC Championship or what have you, um, or the Super Bowl, Garrett might be Gonski. Now, not that it's a foregone conclusion they're going to go to the Super Bowl yep. here just because Zeke is back in town, but you know, as long as he stays healthy and all those weapons on that team stay healthy, you know, for, for Cooper and obviously Dak Prescott and, and a really good offensive line, a, a good defense, um, you know, they, they got everything lined up to, to really dominate, in my opinion, that uh, NFC East for sure. And I do think that what, what Jerry Jones does here, <clears throat> he puts these notices on notice and all these teams in the NFC, we ain't playing games here. We want to win the conference and we want to go to Super Bowl. I really think that part of his competitiveness to, to Jerry Jones, and he proved that, and it cost him $50 million guaranteed with a $90 million extension. Yeah, and 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 he's back in the fold. So uh, the Cowboys are happy. I'm sure the NFL is happy. Ezekiel Elliott is happy. Uh, they've got two more contracts, as Taz alluded to, and, and Amari Cooper and, and Dak Prescott that they've got to work out. But that doesn't have to be in the here and now. Elliott did. He wanted to be back on the field. They wanted him back on the field. They needed him to be back on the field. And Taz will be at practice today. And he'll be on the field as long as everything goes well over the course of the next two, three days. He'll be back on the field on Sunday as the Cowboys entertain the Giants. Number two. Jared Goff agrees to contract extension with the Rams. Yes, $134 million extension, Taz. $110 million guaranteed. We're only talking about Elliott. (laughs) Right? I mean, and like this is story two. Think about it. I know it's because the other one was hot news. But yeah, we talked at the top of our program here today, Moose, about. Jared Goff, and and I was mentioning about, you know, when Goff was playing under Jeff Fisher, and it was not, he, he was El Stinko, and now as a young guy, but once McVay got into the life and became the head coach of Goff, things changed for sure, and um, he's had a lot of success, this young man, his completion rate is like 62% and 64% in 2017, well it's actually, it was 62% point what I'm looking at now. Uh, in 2017 and 64.9% in 2018. So, you know, he's uh, he's had 60 touchdowns and 
Only 19 interceptions, which is, for the amount he plays, it's not bad. He's real deal, and he's their guy. You know, he's their guy. He is he is their, he's their franchise guy, and, and by paying him this kind of money, they show it. Um, and the chemistry with him and McVay, the head coach, uh, you know, it, that the offensive guru and quarterback guy he is, it really works, and hence the success of the Rams. Well, it's, uh, he's a different player, McVay, than he was under Jeff Fisher-Taz, who uh, uh, we've poked fun at before. Uh, he's developed into that franchise quarterback. He's the Rams franchise quarterback. He's not the perfect passer, uh, but he fits that system and has a great understanding of of, uh, of what he needs to be as he continues to grow as a young quarterback in the National Football League. And uh, when you find the guy and a guy that you're very, very comfortable with, you want to make sure that there's no nonsense here moving forward. And just as Elliott sets a new bar for running backs, you look at uh, <laughs> this gentleman sets the new bar for quarterbacks, does he not? No doubt. $110 yes, he, million dollars guaranteed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He does. For quarterbacks. You know, got some serious weapons, as we talked about. Weaponry, if that is a real word, on that Rams team around Jared Goff from Cooper Cup to Robert Woods to the Cooks, and you got Todd Gurley, and we got to see what, what his knee's like, what his health is like. You know, you bring in a guy who's a starter uh, for the Jaguars last year as the backup in Blake Bortles to Goff, you know, and he's like an afterthought, obviously, but Goff making this kind of money with this kind of team with a really good offensive line and a strong defense, and you got to look at the Rams. They are going to be in it to win it again this year for sure. So, you know, um, it's a big deal, and you have these two big-time NFC players and Zeke Elliott signing these insanely expensive deals, and then Goff last night signing this insanely uh, high-end money deal in the NFC. This is some potent stuff, so you can see these two these two teams battling out in the end. You never know. Um, you're right. Uh, you're absolutely right, and the Rams are expected to be one of the teams uh, that potentially can get themselves back to a Super Bowl here in the NFC. All right, next. Number three. Nat's incredible walk-off win versus the New York Mets. Oh, God. This is uh, and, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, that? not for you. It's for me. Ah, you know. We, well, is it, you right. know, don't be coy, please, sir. Well, the Nats, in, oh. in their history, ninth inning or later, six down six runs or more, were 0 and 775. Now they're 1 and 775. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, the Mets as a franchise had never blown a six-run lead in the ninth inning until Tuesday night. Yeah. The Mets were re-rallied after what was a, a loss, the second part to their homestand, losers of six in a row, win a series down in Philadelphia, win game one on Labor Day of this Nat series, have a six-run lead going to the bottom of the ninth. Last night down in Washington, they start the inning with Seawold. He brings the gasoline tank to the mound. Um, then they uh, then they bring in the lefty, and then they close it out with Diaz. Nightmare and, City. And Diaz. Diaz gives up the Diaz gives up the double to Zimmerman, and then uh, gives up the home run to Suzuki as uh, the Nats win in walk off set fashion. I mean, seven how, runs, bottom of the ninth. How day. many more times does Diaz have to show this team and show Mickey that he sucks? I mean, how much more does it does it have to happen? I it just I'm watching this game, and I don't. I've, I go to sleep. I, I'm counting orange sheep. What is it? Ten to four, whatever it was. The Mets are in strong lead. I, I don't know. It was like the eighth inning, whatever it was. I'm like, ah, this is great. Ninth. Inning. I'm like, we're in. We're done. Good night. Bye bye. No, no, didn't um, happen. Listen, here's the here's the issue. You have you don't have a, a lot of viable re- relievers in that bullpen. 
that's been the issue all year. Right, correct. Yeah. Well, Lugo's I mean, playing right. Lugo well, and but Lugo can't pitch every day no, due to his elbow and everything and the like. But um, that's that's been the issue. You, you got to be able to hold on to a six run lead. I, I agree with you about Diaz, and maybe Diaz is a case where you have to sell him at forty cents on the dollar value. He was you'd have to swallow a lot of pride, Taz. Um, in order to dump him this offseason, because another team will take it, uh, will look to to pick him up and um, and be a little bit of a reclamation project because he can still throw the ball 99, 100 miles an hour. He's still got arm talent. Throws gas, but there's no movement at all. And and these guys sit dead red on the stuff and they just jack it and they just hit dingers left and right, dingers left and right. Look, there is some good news. Ramos. He's still got the hit streak going. What is he at? Twenty seven games. I think it's twenty six. I think it's twenty six. So I might for, be off for me as a Met fan, that's great. Well, that's positive. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. It's tough man. It's that's tough. all you got is tough. Yeah. Well, because I'm trying to be optimistic. You know me. I'm a positive guy. Well, you need Wheeler to bounce back in a game that will be on YouTube this afternoon. Oh, yeah. I'll be locked in. Um, it's a YouTube game this afternoon. They close out their series against Why? Washington. Why? And then they Why? and then they have an off day Thursday. And then the Phillies come to town yeah, for a weekend set. That should be fun. Um, let me ask you a question. Why? I mean... Why does it have to be on YouTube? I, I don't want to watch baseball on YouTube. I've dealt with this early in the year. I don't want to watch. I want to watch it on television. You know, Taz. I mean, Maybe I'm an old man, but I want to watch. It's revenue, revenue stream. It's it, annoying. Who is it? F.P. Santangelo, Al Leiter, and who? Scott Braun. Oh, the great Scott Braun. Scott Braun. You said on that YouTube. like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the sign for Lloyd Braun. Remember with the gum? It's a good jump. Oh, gum I, 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 Lloyd I Braun. do remember the episode. <laughs> I do remember. Lord, it was funny. Right? You have a, an act like reclamation. Uh, uh, you have a, a re- an act like recall of Seinfeld. Who me? Yes, act like uh, Ackerman, Rich Ackerman. You and Ackerman. Really? He's we a big do Seinfeld like a, guy. We should honestly do one day a Seinfeld game show contest between Ack and Taz, and see who wins. Oof. I, I, yeah. I honestly, you, your recall and Ack's recall of Seinfeld. It's Real just good, huh? you guys are neck and neck. I, you know, I was a huge. I'm still. I still watch. It. I'm a huge no, fan. I've been a fan for years. Just like you were a fan of it. But my fear on that is I would lose, and this is why. When Seinfeld was in its prime, I was in my prime, so I was on the road a lot. So I did miss some episodes. I understand. Where Act was probably sitting there with a bowl of cheese doodles. Well, watching. but he might have been. But I would like. We should do that. We, honestly, that would be a fun oh, way. You're we setting me up to that. get beat up here. On no, the no, air? no. You're, Taz, you you're is he going to beat me? Taz, you you reference Seinfeld at least I twice know. a week on our show. So you you do go back to the oh. Seinfeld references, you know, and and you get Bilotti chuckling like a you know a ten year old girl back there. Imagine um, if you played so, the drop of the music. Well, that's, that's a whole other story. So, but I think we but, should do yeah. that. I think there should be a Seinfeld off between Rich Ackerman and Taz. Seinfeld off. Yes. Uh, See, who's the biggest Seinfeld fan of CBS Sports Radio? Between I, I, the two-time I, world champion, two-and-a-half-time world champion, Taz. <laughs> well said. And Rich Ackerman. I'm also an ECW Grand Champion, former Thank WWE you. Tag Taz, Team Champion. Just go with it. Just and a multi-time. Oh, there it is. Wow, we're done with the segment. Great timing. Um, I think I think that should be the. I think we got to do that. Real quick. So, speaking of Seinfeld, I don't know if you, you guys watch Comedian Calls. Sometimes it's his gimmick on. Uh, yes. He had. I my wife and I watched one the other day. Which Seinfeld had Eddie Murphy. Oh my God! In the call with him. Oh, dude, you got to watch. I watch. Just find it on. I think what's it on Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Yeah, it is Netflix, I believe. Dude, you got to watch it. 
Basegli, we got to get that done. No, no. No, no, listen, no, 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 no. I, I'm not as good as you think. Most yeah, of I do think. I have complete. I would, I yeah, but, would, and I will lay odds. Yeah, but, I will make who the morning oh, line, the betting favorite is. Just trying to have fun. I mentioned Seinfeld. I, I understand. Competition. This would be I'm, great. I, I yeah. think it would be. I think it would be so. Who would win? Ackerman I, would take such great pride in it. I can't let him win. Don't you understand? He yeah, would I understand. Tea, it would I, be like. Ackerman takes great pride in his Seinfeld. Well, the, the guy probably never won nothing in his life. Let's be honest. But so I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just Jesus. no, no. I'm just I mean, it's pretty nice. I don't mean that in a negative way. Probably won nothing. Never won anything in his life. I mean, hot ass Joe. Yeah, I know. I, I, it came out wrong. You know. So I, I, sometimes I'm not PC. But I, I mean, I've won a lot of things. You know. But the thing is, like, when it comes to stuff like that, I worry, Moose, because. Oh. That's Nop City, when someone that just sits in front of a TV and they, they memorize. I didn't do that. I just have, you know, some things that are funny from Seinfeld I that know, I remember. but you have but a you, great But no, I know, but you I think you're overhyping me a little bit, bro. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. a little concerned I, with that. I, I think it would be, I think we got to get that done. But now you got me. You know how I am with competitions and now it's like, this yeah, is Yeah, well, we got to work on it. Then you got to brush up oh, on it. Swagger Jones. You know what I, you know, all can aside. Years ago, I bought my wife. This is how long the DVD ago, set. The DVD set. There you a go. Huge DVD I'm set. I'm sure. She's yet to open it. Oh. That's a fact. She's like, why am I going to watch? I can watch them on the reruns on TBS. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> still um, sitting in the, in the bottom of the pantry, wherever the hell it is. One know. coach is still angry talking about audibles. Um, we'll get into that next. It's Daz, it's Moose on a Wednesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Josh in Denver. Did you guys watch Hard Knocks at all? Yeah, a little bit. Wow. Josh, you know, if you listen to Taz and Moose, we've watched it a good amount. I watched it more than Moose. Uh, you I'm, did. That's I'm starting. Yeah, I'm starting to peter out though a little bit, bro. It's starting to get a little bit. Like, there's no. I'm realizing with this hard knocks, there's nothing. Whoa. There's no substance to it. There's no thread. There's no. There's no hook. I gotta be honest, and I wasn't always a big fan of John Gruden, but he carries the thing. His character, his his demeanor. He's funny, man. He's entertaining as hell. Total charisma guy, um, hard ass coach, uh, players coach, and they had the. I think I told you about this. They had the, the comedian Frank Cataliendo. I meant to said his name. Cataliendo. He came in and did the the, the impersonation up to the whole I team. I did see that. That very was good. fun. That was very, very entertaining. Yeah, that was funny. But otherwise, it was no. It was all about Antonio Brown. That's what the whole thing was about. Like his foot, the frostbite. Is he going to play? The helmet. The whole. I didn't haven't watched the. Well, the latest episode I think happened. What's today? Wednesday or Tuesday? The holiday. I'm confused with days. It happened last Today's night. Today's Wednesday. Last right. night. Yes. Yeah, so, got it. So today is Wednesday. Got it. Okay. Hump day, as we call it in the radio business. It is. Right. It is. Uh yeah. I did. I could. I, I watched some of it. I had a hard time getting. I guess Josh in Denver's new to Taz and the Moose. Pay attention, son. Well, and we get new calls, new listeners every single day, Taz. Cultivating the fan base. Don't forget, you can submit a All question right. by going to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Uh, think O'Reilly Auto Parts, where all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Oh, look who's to my What's right. What's up, Andrew? This is rare. Yes, because we have a guest coming in, so we asked him to move. Can't use another microphone. Mike had to move. Happy hump day, guys. Happy right, hump day. 
Thanks, Moose. Here's your report. It's sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Six years and $90 million with about 50 mil guaranteed. Those are the reported terms of the extension Ezekiel Elliott has signed with the Cowboys. Zeke expected to practice today and then to play Sunday's opener with the Giants. Elliott is now the highest-paid running back in NFL history, while Jared Goff breaks Carson Wentz mark for the most guaranteed money ever, 110 mil, a max of 134 through a four-year extension with the Rams. And at least one team said to have talked with the Chargers about holdout running back Melvin Gordon. The Bolts apparently asking for a first and fifth round pick. Baseball last night, the Houston Astros lost in Milwaukee 4-2, but appear to have dodged a bigger defeat. The kick and the pitch. And Braun hits it pretty well to center. Springer is going back, still back at the wall. Leaps, makes the catch right in front of the wall and hits the ground hard. Springer in some pain. He's rolling around on the warning track right in front of the wall. That's Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Springer eventually sat up, driven off the field. Post-game, manager A.J. Hinch said he's being evaluated for head injury, but is day-to-day for now. The Nationals scored seven times in the ninth to stun the Mets 11-10. Kurt Suzuki clubbing a three-run homer off the ghost of Edwin Diaz to end things. The A's got by the Angels 7-5. They're now in a virtual tie for the second AL wildcard with Cleveland 6-5 home losers to the White Sox. Serena Williams won. Roger Federer lost last night at the U.S. Open. Guys? All right. Thank you, Andrew. We're now a pleasure to be joined here uh, by legendary edge rusher Cowboys, Broncos, and DeMarcus Ware working with Snickers. We'll get to that momentarily. Joins us. Hey, DeMarcus Taz in the moves with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Good. Good How's New York treating you? All right? Hey, this is the big apple, man. I'm trying to take a bite out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, you got great weather. It's actually not that humid right now. It's not that cold. You're coming to Coming a couple months, be a little chilly, as you know. You played, you played against uh, the Giants at times. So you oh know yeah. The deal. <laughs> hey, you know the thing is, it's always cold when I come up here. It doesn't matter if it's early in the season or later in the season. The yeah. cold comes because that's when the Giants play really well. So I'm glad that the weather is <laughs> yeah. good right now because I'm not playing. <laughs> it cuts right through you. Well, let's uh, let's ask you about one of your former teams. How about the Cowboys? Elliott getting the contract he was looking for. Uh, you know, six years, ninety million dollars, fifty million of that guaranteed. Demarcus, how about you know held out and uh, you know the Jerry and Stephen blinked a little bit. He gets the deal that he was looking for. I think that that's awesome for uh, for Zeke, especially just the whole organization. They have their chain chewer back, right? A, a guy that's going to move the chains, help out Dak, and uh, and do what they need to do to win football games because they have a great defense, really really young defense, but they're flying around. They got all their pieces they need on offense and. Now them signing, I feel like their cornerstone right, of their team, right, really right. their face right. of their team. That's what he's they like needed. the hood ornament. It, it's, of the team. Yeah, really like is, no matter yeah. what, you got to have that guy. Right. That no matter what you give him the football, mm-hmm. it's going to be some type of results. Right. 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 And uh, that's what they got now. Well, well, from a player's perspective, so you know he missed all preseason right. camp. You know you guys are grinding out there in camp. It's right. hot. You know. Right, right. You know where I'm going with this. So when he he rolls in now before the season, I'm. Not that anybody's going to be ticked off at him, but, you know, what's the feel, break? Bring us behind the scenes. How do you think that lock room, they're going to embrace him, I'm sure, even though he missed all that work? Because he's locked into the playbook. He knows what he's doing. He's, right. you know, he knows the offense and all that jazz. But from the, a play the, the thing is, like, does he really know the offense? Because you got, you know, Keelan, right? Mm-hmm. And you got, you know, Kitna and, uh, you know, Jason Garrett taking a little backseat. You know, are, they, are the plays going to be a little bit different? But if they are the same, 
I'm that guy that's sitting in there being a defensive captain. When I see the offensive guy come in there like Zeke, yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, <laughs> because sure. now because now I don't have to be on the field. Right. Especially much. A back, I can actually a back rush the passer. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the thing is like what I'm gonna be looking for in practice is when he gets to football, what kind of burst mm. he has. I'm not worried about if he's gonna get hit or not. That he's he he knows that. Sure, sure. That's that's easy. He's a pretty tough but cat too. How I mean. long can he he sustain it? So I'm gonna be watching him in practice and see how tired he gets. Right, right. And right. if he doesn't get tired, I'm like, okay, he's been doing what he needs to do. I'm not really worried about right. he was he's been off since uh training camp because I know he's gonna come in real fresh. Right. Fresh legs. You know about sure, the fresh, fresh legs. legs yeah. Of course. And yeah. he's gonna go out there and crush it. You know, and, you know, when, when you look at, you know, this Cowboy team, I'm curious, DeMarcus, I mean, obviously you played longer with Dallas than you did Denver. Where did you enjoy, like, home field advantage? Where did you enjoy playing more? Home field advantage. I would say uh, in Dallas uh, when we played at the old stadium. Mm. So we played at the old stadium, and if we play like a 1 o'clock game, the sun actually sits on the other side, and so the sun is beaming. 105 on one side, and it's 90 on our side. <laughs> and you can see, like, they have, like, the oxygen tanks. Yeah. And then when I played at Denver, we had such an advantage because the guys couldn't breathe the first 10 plays because they're not used to it. Yeah, right. And so yeah, we yeah. did a high-powered, fast, quick offense, get them really tired. And so then we, we're used to that. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we use it to our advantage. It took so you time both to, sides. I'm sure it took you time yeah. to adjust once you went yeah, to Denver, Yeah, it took right? a little time. Yeah. It took a little, like, like three weeks. At least three weeks. At least three weeks for your body to adjust? Yeah. You did, you did, I'm you, just curious. You did your – like when you first got there, your cardio, were you outside? You had to go outside. I felt like I had cardio until I started walking up the stairs and got really tired. <laughs> so there was no cardio. Yeah. I was gassed. But it took, a, it took a little while for me to get in shape. Their Denver shape, high altitude, yeah, and uh, they they use it to their advantage, and that's and that that crowd is pumping. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's like a college crowd. Yeah. it's different. A lot Shirts of energy, off, yeah. a lot yeah. of orange. Yeah, yeah it's sure, real. Sure, yeah. So yeah. That, that's that's, that's cool. twelfth man now. Yeah, I mean, how good did Marcus did it finally feel? I mean, I mean, you're a legendary defensive end, getting after the quarterback, but how good did it feel to finally win? Super Bowl. Mm. I often say winning was good, but the Super Bowl was amazing because you play your whole career for that game to mm-hmm. where I worked all through OTAs, all through training camp, and the team that has gotten us here is a team that's going to make history. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we got there and played against the Carolina Panthers, it's almost like we knew we were going to win because we were so prepared. No matter who we played, if it was 14 seconds left and we were down by three points, we're still going to win the football game. Yeah. And, uh, and we had that model of iron sharpens iron, another man sharpens another. We did not care. Because my dude that I'm playing with, sure. we are, we, we're together. Well, that Phillips defense was, I mean, he, yeah. as a yeah. defensive coordinator, yeah. he had you guys dialed yeah. in that game. Really good. Man. And, it, and it's, <laughs> really cra- good. it's crazy with Wade because you can actually, when you talk to him, he's really quiet and mm. chill. Yeah. And so in the meetings, he's like, okay, guys, we um, we had five sacks and we're number one in the you NFL. You behind the scenes, that's how he was. He wasn't yeah, like no, a main we're, we're number one in the wow. NFL and uh, we're going to blitz a little bit this week and you guys have a good practice. It, it's like that. But then all of a sudden in the football game, it's like all these blitzes and he's like pumped and like going. I'm like, he has split personality. <laughs> but I'm like, this, this is what we want. I'm like, that's this funny. is what we want, though. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> hey, listen, man, you've you played against some of the better offensive linemen in the game. So I got to ask you, toughest, you know, off the edge for you coming defensively, uh, offensive tackle-wise, or just old linemen in general, uh, Who's one of the better guys you, you want to give props to? I would say Walter Jones. Mm. Walter Jones, 
uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, yeah seventy one. Yep. I can see that number in my head right now. As a rookie, I played against him in my first game. It took me four years to get a sack on him. Wow. Yes, and um, when they first showed tape on him, he was um, not at training camp. He didn't go to training camp, and he was actually pushing a car up the hill with chains Come on. In, in Alabama. Really? And I said, who does this? And so I started watching tape, and he was, like, mauling guys and, like, throwing them on the sideline. Like, I'm talking about until the, the guys are sitting. Yeah. When you get from the middle of the field and you are a defensive end and you have a run play and he pushes you all the way to the sideline where the players are, how embarrassing it are. He didn't do it to me, but I saw him doing it to a lot of players. I was like, man, this guy has got to be phenomenal. Yeah. And I had to dodge him. I was, like, the expert dodger yeah. that game. But yeah. that was, like, that guy, Walter Jones. He was the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, best defensive teammate you ever played with was it Miller in Denver? I, I would say Miller in Denver because he, first of all, when I first got there, he he struck a fire under me because he was just more athletic mm. than I was. You know, I just had the the technique, and playing with a guy like Miller, I can look on the other side knowing that I'm going to get the same result as what mm. I'm going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. double team or not. Yeah, yeah. So Von Miller, for Von sure. Miller, yeah, no, legit. Uh, edge rushes today, you know, it's, a, it's super popular. Yeah, you're one of the guys that one of the first quote unquote edge rushes to get that name. Get, mm-hmm. Once I got that name, but guys today, there's so many talented guys off the edge. Uh, hit me with one or two guys that you kind of look at, like, wow, this guy's the real deal. I, I would say um, edge rusher wise, um, I always go to with Aaron Donald, right. and uh, not saying that he's not an edge rusher, but. He's an all-around dude. It, it really doesn't matter where athlete, you put yeah. Aaron Donald at. And, uh, like, Miles Garrett. Yeah. And when I saw Miles Garrett at the Pro Bowl, when I was captain at the Pro Bowl, I didn't know he was that big. Mm. Like, I, he was, like, 6'6", six, six, probably about 280 pounds, like 10% body fat. Man, I'm looking like, man. Insane. And then go to the whole uh, other side of the NFC is Khalil Mack. Yeah. Like, Camille, Khalil Mack is so disruptive when he plays, not just rushing the passer. I'm like, how many forced fumbles are you going to yeah. be able to get in the football oh. game? Oh. Three or four, but not just doing it, but scoring too. Yeah. So it's a plethora of those guys, and mm. when you get guys like that that can make plays and make a difference in the football game, that's that's what you want. We're talking to Demarcus Ware, legendary cowboy in Denver Bronco. You're working with Snickers, Demarcus. Tell us a little bit about the program. You know, I'm here with Snickers right now, really awarding the hungriest player and fan. Right, not just on the field performance, but off the field accolades, because this right here is a great opportunity, and you can see the chain here. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Which, which, is, which is amazing. Legit. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. Um, we're going to be able to each week nominate that guy for um, what they're bringing to the table, and the fans can also get involved too. They can go to at sneakers ha- uh, handles, right? On yeah. social they can media. Go on there on social, social media, media. Yeah. and then they can actually still get involved, and they can win things too. Hmm. Their sneakers. But we want everybody to get involved, the twelfth man, because that's that's yeah, yeah. that's what's the most important thing, right? And each one of these guys each week are gonna be in a, this chain is gonna be able to travel. Really? That's gonna be awesome because now, we, is we it want a story to go like with the it. Stanley Cup travels? Is it, there gonna be like, no, it's, gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be traveling. Yeah, it actually it does have a security <laughs> team. It, it's gonna be traveling to a point to where there's gonna be a story at the end of the season where whatever value this chain is worth is gonna be given to that person's charity. Oh, that's, that's great. Fantastic. And the fan gets to be involved. So that's what I really like about this opportunity. It's it's not just about performance. It's the off-the-field stuff, too, that gets gratification. 
I was wondering maybe you could leave that here with us. No, we're not going to leave this. This is going to go with me. This is is going to go with me. We're not going to do that. Well, hold on to it, Marcus. Don't worry about it. man. We're trustworthy. I mean, you've known us for a solid 10 minutes. 10 minutes we know each other. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, tomorrow, I, I love hearing some of the old stories. Tell us a little bit about, you know, um, the back and forth you had with Parcells. Mm. You know what? Parcells, um, one thing he always talked about is being battle-hardened. And I'm like, what does that mean? Mm. But when Zeke doesn't go to training camp, that's what he means by battle-hardened. I want you to go through the OTAs. I want you to get a little grit. I want you to go through training camp and get the grit. But also I want you to – uh, give me my orange Gatorade that I enjoy mm-hmm. as a rookie. <laughs> and I didn't know that uh, as a rookie you come in and Bill Parcells, what he would do is, like, let's say that you're practicing on the 40-yard line on your side. He would walk on the other side of the end zone and wait for you when the bell, you know, when the, when the whistle blows. And he would say, where's my Gatorade? And mm. so one of the trainers gave me blue Gatorade one time. So I walked over there and gave him blue Gatorade. He looks at me. He's like, I don't like blue Gatorade. Why are you always playing these mind games with me? You know, and and being upset about it. But eventually you get to a point where you start listening. But he he played so many mind games. And if he played for a guy like Bill Parcells, he wouldn't be playing. Like I'm talking about. Really? Physique, yeah. He won't. Because yeah, I bet he a lot wants of these you guys to be battle hard. Yeah. yeah. He wants you to be battle hard. Yeah. He wants you to go through the whole process. So I know exactly what I got. Mm. But it's different. Yeah. It's different now. It's different time. It's yeah. different time now. And I feel like a fresh Zeke coming in is going to be good for the Cowboys. But do you think you're you think you're a better player for playing for Parcells? I think I was a um a more gritty player. Okay. Meaning that I can play through injuries. Because you know how some guys, if they've been a finger, they're not going to be in right, football. Right, right, right. They get soft. But, uh, yeah. But no matter what, I played 90 plays a game as a defensive end. And I didn't come out. Yeah. yeah. And now and you, you, you play with a motor. You have some motor. You have man. to have a motor. Motor. <laughs> That's what he always says. Yeah. I want you to have a motor. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to have a rec league player. So you better listen to what I'm talking about. I remember all of these little quotes. Yeah. The rest of your life, I bet, that's going to oh, stay it's, in your it's head. Always in yeah, it's always great. in there. He seems like he was type of pay your dues type thing. Yeah, and, you have to pay your dues. And, and, and once you get, once you build that, that connection respect, with him, respect each other. He, yeah. he pulls off. You're good. Really? I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, and then you probably had a pick up the younger guys that were going through it after you. Right. Like, listen, man, just just play the game. Just learn. You know, right. it's, it's, it's a mind, you know what? Right. Happens, because the thing yeah. is, like, I was at defensive end. I'm used to playing in a nine technique outside of everybody. And Bill Par- Parcells played a six technique where you have to be hit up on the tight end if you're rushing yep. or mm. pass, I'm say pass blocking. So I told him, I said, um, let me get in the nine <clears throat> technique one time <clears throat> and let me rush the passer. He said, well, Sean Merriman, you know, because it was me at 11, yeah. Sean Merriman, yeah. number 20. So I should have picked Sean Merriman. I said, well, then put me in a nine technique then. So he puts me in a nine te- technique, and I go in there and get a sack. And he looks at the sideline, and the face that he gives you, he's just like, that's it. <laughs> just a little point. Yeah, like, All right, not bad. Yeah, okay. I right. see, I and see. from that point on, I played a nine technique my whole career. That's great. For Bill. That's a great story. That is oh, great. Yeah. Uh, there, there's always, obviously, when you, when you talk to former Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins, you know, you, you always – Kind of, you know, the team that most in that division, because once you're a part of that division, you're always a part of that. Yes. Which team, which team did you did you love to hate when you were a cowboy? Which team did you love to go up against? What do you think the was your was the Cowboys' biggest rival? I would say the Washington Redskins. Really? Yeah, we were. No matter what, if they were, you know, one and fifteen, if they were fifteen and zero, 
it doesn't matter. That game we played against the Washington Redskins was the hardest game ever mm. in my career. And, and, and you know, you had the Clinton Portis. You had, you know, yeah. uh, it, it was it was a lot of guys that can freaking love to play. Moose and then, a big, but, big Redskin fan. Oh, so you know, man. <laughs> I know, I know, and then, I know. then the Giants. The Giants <laughs> was hard, too. Yeah. Because yeah. when they had Brandon Jacobs. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Hitting that dude. He's a big dude. like an offensive line and running the linebacker. Oh, it's it's really ridiculous. So those games were those big rival games. So any of those NFC East games, I knew I had to really strap my chin strap up and put my chin strap on. Yeah. We were talking earlier about the, the current NFC East, and I, I'm feeling like the Cowboys – now with Zeke there, the positivity there, I think it's it's. I think they're going to run away with it. Moose disagrees a little bit. He thinks it's going to be a two team deal with the Eagles and the and the Cowboys. Your thoughts? You think the Cowboys? Are I, kind I, of think, I think I think the Cowboys can can pull it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, it's like how healthy can they be because of their depth yeah. on the defensive line? To me, I feel like defensive the defensive line is everything. They they're stacked on offense. They're stacked the last seven on their defense, but like their defensive line, there's a little bit of scuffle mm-hmm. in there, and I want to say, okay, how much depth are they going to have at the end of the season? They can get there. Right. That's no problem. But it's all about injuries with that. Of course. And I just want to see how, how that fans out. DeMarcus, final one. Which defensive player do you love watching now? I will say um, Aaron Donald. Mm. I, I, I like watching Aaron Donald. I, I got to do some pass rush stuff with him this all season, worked on a lot of hand stuff. Mm. And he's one of those guys where he was a sponge. You know, when you have a, a player that's the best at what they do, but they come to you and they're a sponge. Mm. They're trying to get better. Got to love that. That's yeah. why you're so good. Yeah. And to see him just, I would just say, manipulate the whole football game. He does. And man. wherever you put him at, he's effective. So I, I'm excited to see him this year. The legendary DeMarcus Ware working with Snickers. Hop online, uh, follow Snickers on social media for the chance to win rewards and see which player receives the chain each week. Uh, the first player worthy of the chain toward the end of the regular season. Fans will weigh in on selecting the league's hungriest player who will then award the value of the chain to a charity of his choice. Great program, DeMarcus. Oh, yeah, it's great. Thank awesome. you for spending a couple minutes yeah, with us on this Wednesday morning. We appreciate it. Thank the you. legendary DeMarcus Ware, Taz and the Moose. We're back with more right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. On this uh, Wednesday morning, good stuff there with DeMarcus McBear. <laughs> if you yes. missed any other part of the show, uh, hop online. Um, radio.com, uh, Apple Podcasts, a couple of ways you can go about doing it, that, Taz. Uh, download yeah. that podcast each and every day. We appreciate the support. Uh, that you show us on a day-in, yeah. day-out piece. Well, you know, DeMarcus Square told some great stories. You and I were talking off air. The, the Bill Parcell stories never get old. Oh, they do They're great. And hearing him talk about battles with the Redskins and stuff like that when he was with the Cowboys. Fantastic. Real cool. His insight to stuff he did with Denver, with the Broncos. Great. So, you know, go to Apple Podcast and download the show for free every day. You can check it out if you missed DeMarcus on the show with us. Or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can do that. So that's the deal. Any updates on your fantasy team for our league? Uh, you're good right now? No moves? I'm, no, no moves. I'm not looking. No, I, I made the one move. I picked up Jones, the, the right. running back from Tampa Bay. Yeah, Pete, Because uh, I put A.J. Green on the pup list or injury list. And, okay. And Pete Gass is still texting me about Devin Singletary from the Buffalo Bills. So... Now it seems like he wants to make a move of me. Okay, but but he he wants he lied. He said that he wanted um, a running back, 
And then I sent them a running back, the kid from the Bears. And then he said, oh, this guy's a scrub too. I'm like, dude. You st-. And then he offers me. A- then he wants one of my starting wide receivers from the Steelers. I told you. I- I'm like, Dante Moncrief. Right, Moncrief. I'm like, enough, dude. En- enough of PKS. Really. You know, I would I- lay low. Just let your team I'm gonna, establish I'm itself. I- I- you know, Moose, you know me. I don't First like. Week I don't, or two. You know me. I lay low. Yeah, sometimes always, you can you know. make a move and then you instantly regret it after the first couple weeks. Like, oh, I-, I regret being in the pool at this point, um, to be honest. So that's uh, well, kind of yeah, welcome aboard. Yeah, good to have you. Exactly. Have fun. We had a whole these yes, weeks. I'm excited. When are we all going to start bailing? Oh boy. When are we going to start? You oh, know, don't let's let's. You be know positive. what I'm talking about. No, no. no let's you, be positive. I we're all going to be locked in all year long. Let's, let's be, be positive. Real. No, we're not. We're going to be realistic, dude. Honest. You're an honest I, guy. I don't know. Weeks. I'll predict you're going to start bailing by week. Well, depending on the prize, which you still haven't. No, last out. year. Last year I bailed because my team had no shot. It wasn't your Le'Veon team. Yeah. Bell. Yeah. Now it this, wasn't my team. By the way, hey. Mike, Pete, how about Moose? Just he's at the first pick. The draft starts. How predictable was he? He goes Barkley. Like he didn't even. I respect Moose that you didn't let it drag out and you picked him right away, no, so you get what, the draft moving. Let's get it moving. That I respect that you did that, but it was so predictable. It really was predictable. He's the best fantasy player in football. Yeah, because that's what all these experts say. Oh, you know? that's what I, I think. Yeah, I hear you. No, it was a good. You, you got a good team. You got a good team. Yes, have Mahomes. Should have. Yeah, Who got Mahomes? Who got him? He went twelfth overall. You had a shot to draft your uh, Pat Mahomes. I know. You went I was, Nick Chubb. I, well, I didn't want to go Nick Chubb. I took the whole clock to do it too. Pick. I know you were letting it drain. What was that raging debate going I, on? I had people in the house. I had uh, we had chips dip going. Oh, we nice. had a uh, vegetable pasta. I told you about offline. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. So we had all such stuff going on. Very busy. You know, it's, it's just a regular weekday at the house. We got loaded little people. We're all getting loaded. That's what we do. Uh, so yeah, it's crazy. Typical Tuesday. Yeah, it's just Tuesday. Just get. Bombed. Bombed in the afternoon at the house. Here we go. Here's the undercard. Taz and the Moose present the undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. All right, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers start their season tomorrow versus the Bears. That's my coach, Matt LaFleur, is done talking about audibles. I recall talking at the combine, you mentioned that audibles weren't a big part of um, you guys just will not stop with this audible well, thing. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys want me to say? No, I, 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 I find it interesting that um, it hadn't been a big part of it in the past, but maybe it's going to be now. Um, how do you, is that going to be a big adjustment on your part? This guy's scrambling. Yeah, I, I think that we've always had adjustments within our plays. Like, mm. it's just we called it something different. And the fact that I didn't call it an audible, everybody's running wild with it. So uh, I, it's, it's comical to me, but... Like I said, I feel good with what what, we, what we've got in our plan, how we've gotten to this point, and I'm confident that uh, he's got a total command and control of what we're trying to get done. Well, there you go. So he doesn't want to hear about all of them. Uh, I, I got to tell you, dude, I could listen to that guy from the, the reporter there interviewing him. I could listen to that guy scramble when before went back at him, it was very funny. I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it was like he, he didn't know what to say. Well, I mean, it was hysterical. Could have been, he, before was a heel. Well, yeah. everyone's caught up on audibles because it's been, you know, it was a huge, uh, it was a huge part of the Packers' offense for years. The comfort zone of Aaron Rodgers, no? I, yeah, but I wasn't aware until you said I think it was just yesterday the lane. when you said that Rodgers has uh, the freedom, the creative freedom to just right. To, I was, I didn't know that until you said it. I'm like, wow, I learn things all the time on Taz and Moose, even if you're Taz. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, Moose. I didn't know that. All right. uh, yeah, so, but uh, 
I think it's going to be a good year for that Packers offense. I think Rodgers has a really good year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I love the dynamic young wide receivers. I think uh, Aaron Jones uh, running the football as well. I I think it's going to be a, a certainly they needed a freshening. They needed a new head coach. They got a new head coach, Taz. I'd be surprised <laughs> if the Packers had a down year. Yeah, I think they're going to be real good, too. It's going to be interesting. I think that Aaron Rodgers, for a guy with his success, I do think he has a chip on his shoulder. So we'll see what happens. There you go. Uh, our thanks to uh, Demarcus Ware uh, for joining us earlier on the show. Mike, good job. Pete, good job. Bogish as well. Everyone on the calls as well. Thanks for chiming in and contributing. Uh, Taz, good stuff as always, brother. Yes, Moose, great job. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, Mike, Pete, everybody, Andrew, thanks, and Demonte Square and all that. Thank you. Till tomorrow, everybody. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.